This is your girl, Nisi D, and you are now tuned in to Faithful In It Podcast, where we will go through the journey of living life faithful in it and watch God build us through our faith. You gotta Let's go. be faithful in it, faithful in it. You gotta be faithful in it, faithful in it. You gotta be faithful in it, faithful in it. You gotta be Hello, my peoples. Welcome to another episode of Faithful In It Podcast, a space for us to keep it real as we go on our faith journey together. Welcome. I am your host, Nisi Dahlman. It is the new year. Yay! Yay. Like, okay, look, I mean, for me, I feel like my new year already started. Uh, It started back. And a couple of months ago, like in October. But here we are. It's a new year. I'm excited to see what the new year holds, what new adventures God will lead us to and new things God will do. Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I hope you are excited as well. Uh, before we actually get into anything, I would like to request that we all be in prayer for DeMar Hamlin, the football player that plays for the Buffalo Bills. I'm really hoping and praying that God will allow a miracle to transpire for him. And because there's so much light on the situation that happened, I am praying that the nation will witness the miracle of God. And I'm just praying that God will continue to keep him and that, you know, he makes it through and that his family gets to see him do life again. Um, I'm really praying that every organ in his body comes alive and that um, the bloodstream flows the way that it's supposed to and it's intended to flow. I'm praying for a blood, a spiritual blood transfusion for him. And I am just asking that you guys continue to pray or I'm asking that you guys also join in and praying for DeMar Hamlin. I'm really, really praying for a miracle and so that he can push through and continue to live his life. I would really love to see that young man continue to live his life. Okay, let's jump into our faith highlight for this week. Now, it's a faith highlight, but it's also like it is definitely something to show us how if you really believe something or you really want it, it's like possible. Even, even if you have to listen to people downplay or mock, or uh, laugh, <laughs> that's really the, uh, the word, laugh about what it is that you believe, the fairy tale, or whatever it is, you know, that is in your head that you believe and that you want. I am just saying, your God has faith. He extended his faith 
And he was, number one, bold enough to express that he had a crush on Angela Simmons in one of his songs. And not only was he bold enough to actually express it, he was also double bold by, hey, shooting his shot and going for it. Listen, it took seven years. <laughs> it took seven years from him actually you know, making the song and putting her name out there first and last, full name, full government. He did not want any mistakes. He was intentional. He said what he wanted. He put it out there. Not only did he put it out there for her, he put it out there for her to hear and for anyone else that listens to his music or, I mean, even if you don't listen to the music, like it was, it was something that was talked about a lot. So with it being talked about a lot, even if it's just that one verse that you heard, you knew it. He had a crush on Angela Simmons. <laughs> listen, seven years. It took seven years for his blessing to actually be received. But how many of you know the number seven is the number of completion? It took seven years, but that just means for me, I feel like it's something that God actually wanted for the both of them, especially, you know, like when I've seen it, I'm very happy about it. I mean, you know, there's been speculations and it was talked about like, you know, it was like rumors that there's probably something going on with them. But for the new year, they decided to go public with it. And I'm here for it. I am absolutely here for it. But I can remember Angela having a conversation with her son and him talking about how he wants a dad or whatever. And he's talking to his mom about, you know, like somebody marrying us. And the, those were his words, like for the person to marry them, not just her, but also him. And I can remember her having like a very tough conversation with her son about having like a dad because his dad died years ago. I think he was he wasn't even one when his dad died. I might be mistaken, but I don't know he was a, I know he was a baby um when his dad was murdered. And he's such a cutie. He's so adorable. And then just watching her have a conversation, a very tough conversation with her son about the fact that he wants a dad and you know knowing her journey and how she really loves love and how she wanted you know she wanted someone and didn't want to be single and wanted someone to be <laughs> not only be in her life but be in her son's life and to just watch I just hope and I pray that this is her fairy tale story that she's been waiting on I hope that this is like the time for her. I really hope that it works out. I hope that marriage happens for them. I just really, really hope that it happens for all three of them, for Yogati, for Angela, for her son. Like, I just, I love love. I'm a hopeless romantic. And I believe in my fairy tale love story. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm waiting on it. I am waiting 2023 Woo. 2023 we are here we are willing we are determined 
We are ready. We are ready. Let me tell you. So going into the new year, I did a three-day fast. And the three-day fast was a water-only three-day fast. So for three whole days, I didn't eat anything. I didn't drink anything outside of water. It was very, very hard on day one. <laughs> it was hard. Day one was hard. Uh, in the beginning of the day, it was okay. It was like, once it started to, um, I feel like it was like after eight is when it became like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to do this. But um, it was three days. Day one was very tough. Um, day two was better. It was way better. Day three was um, not a struggle at all, but I did feel very, um, I felt lightheaded. Um, and that's of course, cause wasn't really eating. And then also I realized after I, I didn't drink enough water. I really didn't drink enough water because there were multiple times once I got up, it was like, oh my God, I got up too fast and I felt like I wanted to pass out, but I didn't. Thank God, you know? <laughs> so I basically went on this journey, um, just, you know, and I, I did it with some friends, actually. One of my friends, um, he's been doing it for a couple of years and, um, <laughs> And I've been doing it, well, he's been doing it for maybe about five years, probably a little bit longer. And um, I've been doing it with him for, I feel like this year makes three years since we've done it, bringing in the year. Um, and, you know, he included his loved ones and some additional friends or whatever, and we did it together. Everyone's journey was their own personal journey with God everyone's reason for fasting or what they were fasting for was, you know, their own personal thing of the reason for their fast. But at the end of the day, we all sacrifice to number one, get closer to God and um, allow God to honor the sacrifice for his presence. That's what, um, that's what fasting does. It makes you super sensitive, super, super sensitive to God's presence and to his voice, uh, because you know, you're not really distracted and, um, and you're also pretty weak <laughs> because you're not eating as much as you normally do. So that is what allows you to be like more sensitive to God his voice and his presence, you open yourself up to be closer. So while I, on my third day, <laughs> on the final day of my fast, because it was like, okay, we basically fast from midnight on Wednesday. No, yes, we basically fast from midnight on Wednesday to midnight on Saturday which basically is into into the new year because the new year new year's day was on sunday so midnight saturday night was uh the last day so uh me um wanting to prepare myself number one on day three 
I was I, I was weak or I felt really weak and I was like, okay, I cannot cook anything for me to eat, but I was craving either some oxtails, <laughs> I wanted some oxtails and some rice or some Mexican food. I don't know why, but I was really craving some Mexican food and Mexican food won. And I was uh, actually talking to one of my friends earlier in the day and um, we were talking about the fast and stuff. And then I told him, like, I really want some Mexican food. And then he suggested a place that's really, really good. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go. It was an hour away from my house, but I was like, I don't care. I want it. You know, I'm going to go. And after once midnight hits, I'm going to do my final prayer to close out my fast. And I will have the food here and ready waiting for me to devour it. First of all, by the time I was, I just want to share really quickly. When it came time to eat the food, nothing was devoured. Like, because I didn't eat for like three days, I didn't even eat half of the food. But anyways, that was a side note. So I decided that I wanted to go and get the food. And I'm like, okay, it's an hour away. But at the end of the day, and I wanted some cookies. I wanted some cookies. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop at Crumble Cookies. And I'm going to make sure I have my cookies and my Mexican food. So when the clock strikes 12, I'll say my final closing prayer to close out my fast. And then I will have my food here ready, available, and ready for me to eat. So um, I went to the Mexican place. And as I was driving to the Mexican place, I realized that I ended up in a neighborhood that I have not been in um, in quite some time. But then God started speaking to me and then he gave me a revelation about the area that I was driving in. And um, he started speaking to me about the area. And I remember like really like being in that area. And then I seen like a lot of like, it was like really built up. There was a lot of things that were new a lot of new foundations, a lot of um, new homes and, you know, just things that just weren't there uh, like two years ago from when I actually used to go over there. And I could remember there was a certain park that I would go to. I would walk around the park. I would do like my exercise around the park. There was a swing at the park, but it was like a, like not a swing, like um, a kid's playground swing. It was like one of those big adult swings that's like connected to like a oak tree almost like, you know. So it was like one of those like swings that you see in a movie, which was really, really cool. And I actually am so happy that I went there because I'm like, oh, this is a good place to do a photo shoot or take photos. But anyways, so God reminded me of how much I used to be in that area and how I wanted to live in that area and how I used to pray about living in that area. So God basically started talking to me about forgotten prayers and, um, you know, and then also just because it doesn't happen when you want it doesn't mean that he's forgotten about it and doesn't mean that he's not going to do it or he can't do it. So then it was like, 
something that I forgot about. I used to pray about it because I wanted it. And then I legit forgot about it. I even forgot that I used to pray about it until God brought it back to my memory. And then it also made me like, oh my God, I, it's still like one of those places that I would love to live in or the area that I would love to live in. And then it bought me, it just made me think about those things that we've prayed about, that we've forgotten, you know? And it's like, there's certain things in our lives that basically died or dreams that died that I feel like this year, God's going to remind us of it because there's certain, it's something that he wants to stir up to basically bring the dream back alive. And the crazy thing is my sister, I was talking to my sister and then she was telling me how she had this dream and the dream was bad. And, you know, and just, she was just like, just talking about the dream. And she's like, I don't know what the dream means. I'm like, okay, well tell me about the dream. And then she's like, oh my God, like, you know, she starts rebuking the dream and just like, you know, like praying about the dream. And then she tells me the dream. And I was like, that was not a bad dream. You feel like it was a bad dream because you've seen death in it. But what you need to focus on is that although there was death, the person came alive. So that's basically God talking to you about dead things in your life that's going to come to life. And one of the things that um, that she told me, there was a person that basically um, died and then she and someone else was pretty much like kind of like resuscitating the person or trying to bring the person back to life. And the person had a band around their hand that said, um, do not bring back to life or something like that. Like the person did not want to come back. So I basically was explaining to her that, you know, that's part of God talking to you in certain areas where you know, like he wants to do some things, but you have to want it. And then also you have to put in work. You have to put in work. So we can't just expect for God to just give us things and the work is not happening. And it's just so crazy how, you know, my sister, she had that dream and she's telling me about the dream. And I'm just like, wow, like it's so crazy because God bought, gave me the revelation of pretty much forgotten prayers or dead things or dreams that I've forgotten about or that I don't think about anymore. And it's like, okay, just because I didn't give it to you or I didn't do it while you were praying for it doesn't mean that I forgot about it. It's crazy that we can forget, but God doesn't forget. Like God really does not forget. And it's like, okay, I may have not given it to you right now, but I have plans to give it to you in two years, in five years, maybe in even 10 years. We don't want to hear that. But in, in actuality, that's how God operates sometimes, depending on what it is that you know we're praying for or that he wants to bless us with or that he's going to give us. Because sometimes we're just not ready for it. We are not ready. We don't want to hear that we're not ready. But then you can go back and reflect sometimes and you realize, you know what? 
I wasn't ready. If God gave it to me, I probably would have mishandled it. I probably wouldn't have been able to keep it, probably wouldn't be able to sustain or maintain it. So we have to be honest with ourselves, you know, um, or if it's like a person, you're probably not ready because there's a portion of you that needs healing. There's a portion of you that's still holding on to something. There's a portion of you that haven't moved on from a past situation that's pretty much going to not allow you to receive the, the person that God has for you. So we really have to be focused this year and be determined be to be determined to receive what God has for us and keep our ears and our eyes open at all time. Continue to build the relationship so that God can give you the wisdom and the knowledge that you need so that he can give you the direction that you need to go to so that you are in alignment with him so that this year could be like, I ain't going to say your year, but for some of us, it might be your year. It just might. For some of us, it might just be a year of lessons. And that's a good year too. That's a good year too. Because your lessons will set you up for your next level. And then for some of us, this year is a year of my pastor. Oh, not my pastor, but my spiritual mom. Well, who's my pastor too? Um, I just don't attend. Um her church frequently since I moved away from home, but she is still my pastor and my spiritual mom. Uh, when she preached for the New Year service, one of the things that she was preaching about was um, the year being a year of transformation. And then I seen someone else say something about transformation. So I'm like, wow, this year is a year of transformation, but I don't feel like it's only a year of transformation. I feel like the year 2023 is filled with a lot of things, but the question is, what is that thing for you? What does this year mean for you? What will you conquer this year? What will you actually receive this year? In order for you to know any of that, you have to talk to God. <laughs> you have to talk to God. And then also, you just got to sit back and wait. But don't just sit. <laughs> when I say sit back and wait, I mean like just be receptive to what it is that God has for you. And, and live. Do life. Do what you're supposed to do. And then the doors will open. And if there are doors that need to close, those doors will close. I pray and if and I pray that those doors that close, I pray that God seals them that you can't even walk back through. Like you can't even open it to go back. Like, no, like doors that are closed, they're shut, they're sealed. No opportunity, no ability for you to open it and walk back through it. If God closes it, it is for a reason. So I pray that any doors that are closed, that you don't even have the urge to even touch the door anymore. That is my prayer for us. Let me just say that. Let me include myself in that. Um, but I'm really, really excited to see what this year has. Um, I feel like it's a year filled with transformation. I do feel that way. Transformation. Um, it's a year of determination. 
It is a year of open doors. It is a year of open doors. Um, it just might be a year of love. It just might be a year of love. Let's see. Let's see what our Father in Heaven has in store for us. Whatever it is, my heart is open and ready to receive whatever it is that God has and wants to do during the year 2023. For me, and I pray and I hope that your heart is open and ready to receive whatever it is that God has for you and in store for you. I pray many blessings over you during this year. I pray that this be a year that God provides you with your heart's desires. I pray that this year be a year of open doors. I pray that this year be a year of peace, a year of peace and joy. And I pray that the joy that you have and the joy that you experience, I pray that it is not temporary, that it is a permanent joy, that it is a joy that you don't have to go looking for again. That is a joy that is internal. It is not a joy that is provided by people or spaces. It is a joy that is internal. It is in you and that it stays in you. I pray that it stays. It stays. Not only does it stay in you, not only are you provided with the joy, but I pray light over you. May God's grace, his mercy, and his favor overtake you during this new year. Many blessings over you and your family. May this year be the year that God opens your eyes, that God blows your mind, that God does new things. God is good and I am believing him for all of those things. May God honor the words and the requests that I have made for you and your family. And it is so. Amen. Well, my peoples, my family, my faithful in it family, I love you guys. Don't forget, no matter what it is that you are going through, God is in it. God is faithful. It is not too big for God. God will see you through. Remain faithful in it, knowing that God is in it. Have faith. Be encouraged. Love you guys. Peace out. You gotta be faithful. Through storms of life. Like that guilt is strife. The enemies fight. You gotta fight. Use all your might. So call on Christ. Rebuke and say it. Mind elevation. Spiritual recall. Rehabilitation. Yeah, admit it. Seek his salvation. Arm it up. Deflect temptation. You know I lean on the ghost. His scriptures help me grow. Got faith. So I'm walking on God. You gotta be faithful in it.